Welcome back to the Nationally Syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And there's a huge business story, huge political story, huge legal story uh, going out of New York City. And, of course, what a shock it pertains to Donald Trump. What is it, 91 indictments against him? I can't keep up with all of it, uh, Warren. But uh, this is is in the uh, civil case, though. This is not an indictment. Um, but that's huge, and it's a civil case that's costing him hundreds of millions of dollars, or will cost him. Um, you know, this guy, uh, yeah, this guy's going to be in serious pain over the fact that he lied, apparently, he, the court uh, confirmed that he lied repeatedly about his worth, and his company's worth, in the obtaining of loans. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I guess, thank God, it wasn't done under oath in a legal environment, or he'd also be looking for looking at years of prison, which is a civil case. But this was huge. And so go ahead and set the stage for us a little bit. Uh, and, and there's a lot, lot to cover here. Yeah, you know, for those who may not know if you've been living under a rock, or maybe you're too young, but, you know, when you think of New York City and, and Manhattan society, at one point in time, the Trumps were synonymous with that idea, even though actual members of New York society would tell you they never really liked the Trumps. But uh, they were synonymous in the public's view of New York City and, and upper Manhattan real estate and money. Trump's buildings are iconic in New York City. He is a part of the New York City landscape. And so now it is quite ironic that it is the, that very city, that very entity, that now may actually cost Trump most of his empire. So I, I, it's, it's a very ironic kind of turn of events for somebody who so proudly kind of positioned himself as the king of New York. Um, we've seen a lot of legal issues in New York City for Trump. There was the the E. Jean Carroll defamation sexual abuse case with a New York jury that found him guilty there. He is the civil case from the Attorney General of New York State who got a $350 million plus judgment against him, which will swell to about $450 million with interest, um, which is going to require him to, to have to come up with a lot of money, maybe even sell some of his iconic New York buildings in order to pay off. And then in a few weeks, he's facing a criminal trial in New York City by the Manhattan DA over his alleged uh, payoff scheme to pay off his, his mistress. So New York City is now the bane of Donald Trump's existence when it was once his, his kind of shiny pony. It's the thing that made him famous. And so it's, it's ironic now that New York is the one that is coming for Trump and may cost him a good portion of his, uh, of his financial empire. Yeah, you said something interesting here in this opening that I, I, I uh, you know, I think what you said about the fact that many quietly, uh, privately loathe Donald Trump, you could hear <laughs> rumblings, and there were some groups that were more overt about it, but it's almost like uh, the, the stage is set for them to full-fledged celebrate the demise of Trump. And I think a lot of people who um, uh, maybe even pretended uh, to love and admire Trump uh, are going to show their true colors. And the strain on this relationship isn't that new. It's been going on for quite a time, quite, quite some time, really captured in his departure for, from his residency from New York to Florida. That was, yeah, a, that was almost like a precursor to all this in some ways. 
Well, you know, I think he started to feel the heat. I think he started to feel where where polite society had always kind of accepted Donald Trump or at least been nice to him to his face. But you're right. Members of society up there, they never liked him. They thought he was too garish. They thought he was too outlandish, too flamboyant. All of these kind of things that he was, uh, unethical, all the things that we're finding out about now. But once he ran for president, I think New York just said, you know what, we don't even have to be polite to you anymore. And he got a taste of how people really felt about him. So he did flee to Florida and and the comfort of Mar-a-Lago instead of New York City. And now New York City is is showing him exactly what they really think of him, and they're they're extracting their revenge. And listen, uh, this is all his own doing. A lot of this. Now, yeah. I'll be honest, and, and no one will mistake me, I don't think, for a, a, a Trump supporter. Some of these legal cases are shaky. I, I will yeah. be honest with you. If they were anybody other than Trump, would New York be pursuing these? The, uh, the civil judgment that Letitia James got, that's a very questionable legal method to me because she is suing for fraud on behalf of the banks. But none of the banks were complaining. None of them filed any uh, complaints. None of them said, all of them said, we made money. We got our money back. So who are the victims here? You have this $400 million judgment. Where does that money go? Who does it go to? So I I, I do understand that there's some shakiness here. But again, um, these politicians, Letitia James especially, ran on the fact that I'm going to get Donald Trump. And so it's just, again, ironic. A New York state, there would have been a time when a New York state attorney general running in New York, threatening to get Donald Trump, would have never gotten elected. Now she got elected because she threatened to get Donald Trump, and she lived up to her promise. We'll have to see what happens on appeal, but she lived up to what she said she was going to do, and um, I think a lot of New Yorkers are celebrating now. Yeah, and I don't think it will survive uh, appeal just between you and me, um, You know, especially if he becomes politically irrelevant. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, why bother? This is a little over the top. I mean, it, it is. It, it reeks of vengeance. It's, it's very vindictive looking. Um, you know, and Kevin O'Leary, you know, from Shark Tank, uh, yeah. Kevin, Mr. Wonderful, as he likes to call himself, I think he's the only one who does that, though. Uh, you know, he, he said that this lawsuit is very ominous. It's a harbinger of terrible things for the city of New York, which already has a reputation as a rough place for doing business. You know, yeah. um if, if they did this to Trump without the banks filing a complaint, you know, is this going to become a, a practice for others who fall out of grace, uh, you know, in, in, in New York or uh, becomes a revenue scheme uh, for city government? You know, yeah. once this kind of thing has happened, it sets a horrific precedent, uh, particularly if it's not overturned. Um, again, New York already has a tough place. It's lost a lot of people, particularly the, the geese that laid the golden eggs in uh, the last decade or so. Um, does this further fuel that? And to me, I look at that, and I think it's a possibility, certainly a possibility, and it's that passion of politics that throws logic and reason and history to the side and becomes yeah. driven by vengeance, something Trump is famous for and has done for years. Uh, and, and it's probably not the best way for his opponents to retaliate, to be honest with you. Well, we're supposed to be above that. 
And and, right. and I don't like using the legal system for political measures. I'm no fan of Trump, but we should not be using the legal system to punish him. And Kevin O'Leary is correct. This is a dangerous president because what it says is basically if the New York the state of New York doesn't like your politics, we're gonna use this very broad law. And I mean the law is very broad. Um, to come after you, especially in business like real estate, which is kind of the lifeblood of New York money. Real estate is a very subjective business, meaning that, as I once heard a realtor tell me, the thing is worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. And so when you begin to look at valuations and appraisals, it just kind of depends. There are certain properties that may not on paper be worth X, Y, and Z amount of money, but if somebody's willing to pay for it, guess what? It's worth it now. And I think that's kind of the issue here because we, we what Trump did. And listen, there were clearly there were some things that were dishonest, right? The 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 square footage that he put on the size of some of these apartments and that kind of thing. But this were it, this was not the public he was deceiving here. These were sophisticated parties, banks with huge due diligence departments that had the ability to check public records. It takes five minutes and see that the apartment wasn't 30,000 square feet, it was 11,000. So if they chose to loan money with these kind of crazy valuations that he gave, who is the New York Attorney General to come in and say, nope, we don't like that, we think that's fraud? I, it, it, it just to me seems to be overreaching. And again, I'm no Trump fan, but the legal system should not be used to exact um, political revenge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, that mask covering the eyes of, of justice that should remain for everyone. Um, yeah, and so there's no, and think about it. I mean, the point being, uh, maybe the most powerful point you made is that he always paid his loans. And the reality is, is whatever lies he put on his documents, and of course it would not surprise me at all if they did lie. <laughs> yes. um, you know, I'd be shocked if he didn't. Uh, he's not, you, you know, uh, but those lies would not matter if he hadn't been paying his bills. Correct. He could have had even bigger liars, lies in those documents. But if he hadn't been paying his bills, they wouldn't keep giving him morals. No, you're absolutely right. And and that's the case even with with. I guess everyday citizens, right? Lying on a bank application, a lot of people don't know, it is fraud. You cannot lie about your assets. You can't lie about how much you make. However, nobody ever really finds out until you stop paying it. If you lie on the application but you pay everything off, I guarantee you you're not getting prosecuted for it, right? Uh, that's not legal advice. Don't take me up on that. But as a general, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're Donald Trump, <laughs> you don't get prosecuted for paying back the money. It's when you don't pay that the bank says, well, wait a minute, you committed fraud in the first place. So the fact that he paid everything back um, is, is, is very telling. And I will say, too, the issue, because some people look at this and say, well, it's not victimless. The banks are unfair. You're right. That's an issue with the banking system. It is not an issue with Donald Trump, because you're right. If me or you were to fill out an application, Kevin, I guarantee you they're not going to take everything I put in that application as gold. They're going to investigate. They're going to look. They're going to say, nope, we don't think this is worth that. And then they're going to give me an offer commiserate what they have decided um, yes. my property is worth. Here, they just kind of accepted whatever Donald Trump said. So is that an issue with the system? Yes. But that doesn't mean that Donald Trump should have to bear the burnt of that. Go after the banks. Yeah, and I would go a little further than you did about saying that they did not express an interest. They did not file a court case against they being the banks. I would go even further and say they did not. They probably did not want this to be uh, pursued. 
because it's I a agree. reflection of them. Ultimately, it reflects poorly on them on how they do loans. So why would they want that if they got paid? And that was intentional, I think. I think the attorney, the attorney general knew that because part of her goal is not only to make Donald Trump have to pay this, but she wants to ensure Donald Trump can't get any more loans. This is a, a, a part of her revenge plan to try to make sure that no banks will do business with Donald Trump. And so I think that's why she also pursued it, because now you're right. All of these banks are also in the spotlight. And so are any of them going to want to loan to the Trump organization again? Absolutely not. Is any bank now going to want to potentially put themselves in the spotlight by loaning to Trump? And that's what I mean. New York may ultimately destroy him because he may not be able to raise any capital again because of this lawsuit, and I believe that was 100% intentional by Letitia James. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and, and by the way, when I sit here and I hear our conversation, and all of this, you got to throw in a legend, you know, there's no conviction on the state, you know, on this, et cetera. But i got to tell you, it all has a very gangster quality to it. We talked about RICO before and organized crime. This effort behind this law case reeks a lot of that. And I am no Trump fan. Everyone knows that. Um, but, but uh, you know, I will not be voting for Trump. I'm proud to say, uh, as a, a white center conservative, I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. So uh, very few uh, had their conversion before, before that. But I, I'm like you. I want rule of law. And this, is, this reeks of anything but rule of law. Yeah, fairness is fairness, and the law should be applied fairly to everybody, including people as despicable as Donald Trump. There are a lot of legitimate legal cases against Donald Trump, okay? There are a lot of things we can get him for that he's done legally. We don't have to kind of invent things, and we don't have to try to personally ruin him and his family. That is not what the law is for, and then actually, Kevin, it makes us just as bad as him. When we criticize yeah. Trump for what he did on January 6th and for trying to destroy democracy, when we use the law for our own purposes to try to extract revenge, we are no better than Donald Trump. And so I have not been a fan of Letitia James. I was never a fan when she was running for office because I never liked the ideal of running for office with using your uh, position to threaten people. When she yeah. ran saying, I'm going to get Trump on Trump, that is not what you're supposed to do as attorney general. You follow the laws. If there are laws that are broken, fine. But to intentionally run saying, I'm going to find a way to get this person, that to me is a violation of your oath. And I've never respected that. Yeah, good point to end on. Warren D. Robinson, warrendrobinson.com. Great showmaker. Love your work on Netflix and other networks. Uh, love your take on the law and culture. Uh, appreciate your legal background. That helps every one of our in interviews be better. Uh, thanks as always. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.